0: Yo, what's up guys, yo, 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 yo. Baker Turtle here, back again, once again, with the One Piece time episode, One Piece time, one piece is back, y'all, yeah, let's get it, so this episode is reviewing One Piece manga, chapter 959, titled Samurai, you guys can read the chapter right now, for free, on the Manga Plus app, or the Viz Shonen Jump app. Don't don't read these scans, guys. Please support the official release. The translations are better, the art is better, everything is better. It's released the same time worldwide as Japan. It's free, legal, everything. Like, what more could you want? Yeah, maybe this the scans are here at like a couple days early, like two days earlier. But it the two days are worth the wait, guys, and please support that that way you know the the authors like Oda can be supported all that stuff anyways so yeah I, I review chapter 959 I also review anime episodes 906 907 which is includes the romance dawn adaptation that's pretty cool and uh yeah so I hope you guys enjoy this episode and uh it's a long one but you know the manga review is pretty in-depth and interesting a lot of key little things are brought up through the chapter and i go into more detail about that in the review and um i hope you guys like the episode and uh yeah so if you guys want to uh follow me on twitter baker turtle 17 uh if you want to listen to more episodes but other than that let's just let's just already get into the episode yeah it's already long enough right yeah so let's get into it let's go yo here we are guys back i know did you guys miss me yeah probably not because i don't think much many of you guys listened to my last episode or paid not so much attention anyway but yeah we're back with chapter 959 yo buddy so yeah this is a good one uh, we're back from the two-week break i did even though last time you know if you guys listen to it i did say that i might do an episode in between the break about my act three predictions and stuff like that i still want to do that so I'm, maybe i'll try to do that this week but yeah so um yeah so let's just get into the episode the chapter all that stuff 959 as you guys should know the uh you can read the chapter for free yes i repeat that for free on manga plus it's an app um you can download it manga plus it's free or you can download the shonen jump app which is the app i will be using i think i feel like it's better you know the the spread is better you can turn it sideways so the two pages can can show and i I just feel like it's more organized that way and uh yeah so shonen jump uh viz app is also free you know the if you guys do not want to um pay the two dollars a month subscription to read all the uh library then you know that's your prerogative but yeah it's free if you don't even have to sign up for nothing so chapter 959 let's get into it all right guys forgive me if i um, sound a little stuffed or i have uh, some sniffles i have been sneezing a little bit i'm kind of in the back room um with a little dusty and stuff so yeah um let's go so chapter 959 hold on here we go titled samurai okay 959 samurai let's do this so on the cover we're back to um beige's oh my family uh cover story volume number nine inside the country dress rosa scarred by battle so as we can see we can uh you can see capon just landed <clears throat> he's a uh, dress rosa we can see the flower hill we see the destruction on the flower hill. the big old um crater and we can see the lines on the on the ground where the birdcage were. We see like little people in the background. So, you know, uh, apparently Lola was just here a couple days ago. So I, I like the clouds that were drawn right here. There, It's like a, a lot of very bubbly and all that stuff. Anyways, so let's get into the chapter. So page one, um, <clears throat> two days before the battle. So, it says, this puts our ma- total manpower at about 4,200. So, we're here at Amigasa Village. Where the meetup was a couple days ago. And then, uh Kinemon saying, well done, everyone. And we see all the Yakuza bosses uh, with their smiles, their smart you know, snails, the communication devices. They're saying, and Kinemon continues saying, use your remaining time to travel and prepare. Let us meet at the promised port. You got it. So they're all, you can see everybody there, like, yeah. And they get all ready, and we see Frankie says, all right, folks, let's finish up enough ships to carry 5,000 men. And he says, you bet and then uh it says can you move all these ships to the port in time He says we're on top of it boss franoske good so we see all these ships <clears throat> we see the silhouettes of frankie and and uh some i think it's that giraffe dude or something like that and yeah so that's itachi port in curry so as we remember, uh, the first time you know, Frankie said, "Let's build enough to carry a hundred thousand people." They wanted he wanted to be extra and build extra ships just in case. And so yeah, so that's Frankie for you, going above and beyond. <clears throat> and now, uh, next page we see Usopp talking. He says we're gonna go meet up with our friends at Amigasa Village now, so we can leave on the sunny on the big day. So we can see they're in in Curie, and they're going from the Itachi port down to Amigasa Village. And then it says, uh, thanks for all the help. You guys are incredible shipwrights. So uh, see all the minks. We can see the black cat mink and the the panda mink or the the boar mink and the giraffe in the back. <coughs> And then uh, they're like, don't mention it. Now let's wind up and suck the Animal Kingdom pirates in the mouth. They're like, yeah. So, yep. We see uh, Usopp there with still with that toad on his head. You know, wink, wink, that toad, though. Anyway, so down at the bottom page, it says all around Wano. So we see uh, old man Hio chilling there in the prison. He says, Ocho and the others should be hauling the katanas here from Ringo. So he's talking about one of the other Yakuza bosses, Ocho, he says and <clears throat> one of the prisoners says, uh, we're prepping with whatever armor we've got already. And we've got plenty of these weapons for export that we could use, assuming that we can figure them out. So they've he's blown up like a cannon, you know rig right here and we see all the the prisoners gathering weapons from the prison, the, the prison, and then uh, and there's Jibimon over here in the next page, page four. Says we don't want people gathering too early, or it might draw attention. It says on the morning of the big day, the shogun's procession will go from the capital to the harbor. So it's showing you know the arrow to the harbor port, and it says once they've left for Onigashima. The fire festival begins in the capital. No one will pay any attention to us then. And he says, the best timing would be to meet at the second hour of the bird, just before sunset. But the shogun still has officials left behind on the mainland. Be cautious all the way to the end. Don't let them report about us to Onigashima. Yeah! Yeah! So we see uh, the other minks, and uh, I see uh, the suspicious mink that I've been suspicious of. Yomo in the back, the this big old sheep one. We can see him right in the middle, the dark face with the fluffy white. He's here. He hears all the, you know, stuff. So keep in mind, guys, you know, there's some traitor in the midst here. Somebody has been leaking information to the enemy. <clears throat> there's Usopp's Toad, and there's Yomo. Those are who I got eyes on so you know anyways so down at now we're down at the Amigasa village in Kuri and we can use all this stuff of course so we see uh this guy the uh Hitetsu with the the Tengu dude with the wings and the long nose says of course says and then it looks like down there we looks like uh Baruch, Luffy and Chopper are, are pulling out some armor and chopper's like what an awesome helmet i want to show this to Usopp." and brook is like we'll be samurai warriors Yo! and then they're just so shocked you see those sparkles Whee. and then the next page whoa the next page guys take a look at this page five look at that with luffy brook and chopper in their samurai outfits yo that's dope guys So we see Luffy says, Kaido, if he tries to stop me, I'll slice him in two. And we see uh, Carrie in the background, chill bro, you guys look so cool. And Brooke says, I cannot imagine losing now. And then Robin in the background, she's like, you're so cute. You look like horned beetles. So it's dope. Luffy's outfit looking sweet. Brooke looking dope as fuck he's got his little afro right there he's got the little you know the helmet and he's tall he got the all that shit and uh yeah look at cute how chopper looks i love it this is so cool i want to draw this one day and uh if you guys remember i don't know if you guys remember or know about this but way back i think it's chapter 310 way back in chapter 310 right now we're 959 but 310 oda drew a cover like a um a color spread um and it featured luffy in this samurai outfit you know oda loves to draw his color spreads and like with his his characters in different outfits and he likes to experiment and just draw a whole bunch of different stuff he loves to draw and so you know he did at the time he wanted to draw luffy in a samurai outfit just like unrelated to wano just you know you would want to, you know, draw him in a samurai outfit. And so he used this exact uh, outfit. And you can see the same pattern of the Kazuki uh, crane on the, the pants and the swirls. It's the same one. Yeah, go take a look with that. And uh, anyway, so down at the bottom we see Sanji and Zoro talking. He says, why don't you put on some of that stuff too? And Zoro's like, nah, it'll only slow me down. And Sanji's like, yeah... That's why your bounty's lower. <laughs> just throwing that shade, and then Zoro's like Enma, slice. And he slices off another part of the mountain. Whoosh. He's like, "Whoa, watch it! Don't make me end you." That so said, to Sanji, and then we see Nami down here looking all pissed. What do you two think you're doing? So they're all just over there fighting and stuff. So, and then next page. Robin continues and she's like, Orochi said it's winter at the entrance to Onigashima. And Nami's like, it's so it's cold. And then uh, the Sicilian and Wanda is like, what do you mean entrance? And carrots like, the seasons are sharply different all over Wano. We can't, but we can handle the cold thanks to our coats. And then we see we get introduced to dog storms, musketeers. And then Shishillian's like, the climate is less of a concern to us than the weather. The big day should be a full moon, but it will be useless if it's hidden by clouds. So they're, you know, they're trying to utilize their uh, Sulong forms. And so Nami says, that's true. If all of the minks transform like Carrot, there'll be a huge battle force. Garchu! And then it says turning so long depends on the luck of the moment. What's more important is just that the is just that the cat viper and the guardians arrive here in time. And then Chopper's like, what's the matter, Luffy? And we see Luffy looking very determined and ing- looks mad or just, you know, very serious with a frown. And then the next page says, Big Mom's already here, but Jinbei isn't yet. Even though he was the one who helped us escape from her. And then with a little flashback to remind us. He says, allow me to hold down the end of the line. Don't forget, Jinbei. Your captain is me now. We'll be waiting in Wano. So you better show up. And we see Jimbei paying his respects to Luffy. You know, he's n- now he's officially part of the crew. You know, he officially separated from Big Mom, gave her back the socket cup, declared his uh you know, joining the Straw Hat Pirates at the tea party. And now uh Luffy claims I'm your captain now, so you know, he's officially part of the crew, but he's been MIA since chapter what 903. It's been 50 something chapters since we last seen Jinbe. And we don't know what happened to him and and just like Luffy just said Big Mom's already here. But Jinbei isn't yet. So, yeah. So we see Zoro's right there when he's talking. And he mentions Big Mom. So everybody should know that Big Mom's here now. So, yeah. Anyways, Luffy continues. He says, he made up his mind. He joined our crew. And Zoro says, yeah, we'd be, we'd be happy to have him. And he says, there's still time. I'm sure he'll come if he's alive. And Luffy says, yes, he's alive. He'll come. So just a little Oda just reminding us, hey, I haven't forgot about Jinbei. Anyways, um, then we're here in Ebisu Town, outside of the flower capital. Ushimitsu Kozo came by, but I haven't heard of any thefts in the capital. Still, here's the gold. We can't take part in the fire festival tomorrow, but at least we can buy some water to drink. And then that's in Ebisu Town so Ushimitsu Kozo is still here hmm interesting to note I'll talk about that when I go through the review but let's continue with the with the page so in Okobora town in Kuri we see Hold'em um he's he's holding up one of the villagers and then he says we burned down the bandits bridge But they didn't come back to get vengeance on us. And the crops at the farm are still being stolen in huge quantities. You must know something about this. And then he says, well, do you? And he's like, nope, not a thing. And we see like little murmur, people talking. And a little little bubble says, they say the samurai are preparing for a big raid. So they're all whispering with each other. He says, could that be what's behind all of this? In that case, we can't have them figuring it out. What should we do? And then the guy's like, hold him. like, hey, what are you guys whispering about over there? And then Otsuru comes and that's Kinemon's wife. We get a little Oda box for her. And she says, I will show you. Just don't hurt anyone here. So she's uh, taking on the responsibility for the missing food. He says, and they're like, oh, Otsuru. And he Holom's like, show me so you know something. She says, you'll see if you'll follow me. It's a long trip, however. And then she's thinking, I'll handle this. I won't let them find you. Just bring us back to the Kazuki days. And she's thinking, do they have so many people that they need a great amount of food for them all? Are you here in Wano somewhere, Kinwon? I was stunned when I saw Kikunojo. Otsuru, please don't sacrifice yourself for us. It's alright. Our dream of stuffing ourselves full before we die has been fulfilled. And she's thinking, what? what? And Hono's like, oh yeah? So now the villagers are taking the blame and they don't want Otsuru to take the blame. Then the next page says the night before the battle. There it is. I see it alright. So we see some of the beast pirates here with their wonky smile fruits. Half human, half animal. And it says and then on one of the snails it says, Then do as you're ordered. Well alright. So we're at Cruti Beach and we see the sunny in the in the in the cove. And look it looks like they found her. Because if you want it done that's easy enough we see sunny's face and then kaboom a big ass explosion bombs away so they throw the bombs and explosions and they you know allegedly blow up the sunny you know it's hard to believe it seems like another uh red herring or whatever like another um just sleight of hand it's you know not i i can't take this seriously um hard for me to believe that the sunny just got blew up right now so it says just do as i say and we see uh, a map of wano the next page page 11 it says next it says bridge between kibi and udon are you sure this bridge is vital to the area shut up next and then boom, they explode that bridge. Said, when this is over, we'll just rebuild it. So that's a, another bridge between Ringo and Hakumai. That got exploded. And then we see, uh, we see our allies and the yakuza boss, the female one. He says, "Look, the great bridge that connects the regions. Why is this happening? Now we can't cross to the other bank." He says, next. And then we're here at Itachi Port in Kuri. So this is where the ships were. Where Frankie and them were. And they built all those ships. Kaboom! They just destroyed all the ships here in Itachi Port in Kuri. And it says, none of these ships can sail now. Very good. And then... Uh, we're at the flower capital so this is Orochi you know he's using his paintbrush thing he's like crossing off different parts of the map it's like I still have not seen the samurai for myself but we're to believe they flew here from 20 years in the past from that burning castle hard to believe without seeing their heads in person hard to believe even with seeing them I imagine another explosion at the bridge between kuri and udon so this is this is the key bridge because everybody was in kuri and so now you know unless they already crossed you know they're trapped in kuri and then uh Uh, well i think there's another bridge from kuri up to uh not udon but kiwi yeah anyways so orochi continues so it's hard enough to get my vassals to believe the story and then that idiot yasui had to go and make it worse and so we get a little flashback to remind us of him saying it was just a little prank (laughs) he made it out to be a joke but the intel is solid consider my words to be nonsense at your own peril I have the power to act upon them. (laughs) So we get an evil Orochi here. And now we see the map of everything crossed out. So uh, we see Kuri on the left. You know, everything's been cut off except Kibi. So Kuri to Kibi is open. But from Kibi to Udon, everything to Udon is um, destroyed. And then, except for the flower capital, none of the bridges to the flower capital have been destroyed. Um, Kibi to Ringo is still there. So, technically, if you want to make a line, you can go from Kurdi up to Kibi, across to Ringo, or you can go through the flower capital. I mean, we're, we have to go through the flower capital anyways. But those in Ringo can go through the flower capital those in hakumai can go through the any any p- point to the flower capital it's open so that's interesting but everything else is blown up some from each region except kibi and ringo but yeah it's all crossed out and tokage is all crossed out too so it says if i cut off all the routes to Koka- to tokage port what will you do then 4,000 men? Very impressive. But not one of them will arrive there. Hear me, Akazaya ghosts. You will taste the despair of being utterly alone in the world. You will not even have the chance to attempt your revenge. (laughs) Presently, in the Tokage port in Udon. So now we're back to when uh, the Akazaya 9 arrived at the port to find it destroyed so we see all the the raging waters swirling and it's raining and stormy It says stop this all of you so we see momo and uh shinobu staying back and we see you know the other akazaya nine uh getting the boat he says this is nothing but suicide let us turn back for now to wait for another chance and Kinemo says, if we let this opportunity pass, the next will not come for another year. And we cannot stay in hiding any longer than this. Our control over Udon will be revealed momentarily. Kaido will send his entire army to hunt down all of the rebels. There's only so much food that we can steal. Surely you heard about what happened before we left Kuri. The people of Okabodi town believing in our plan to go to into battle, they took responsibility for our crimes. The village was burnt to the ground. Damn, so we see the burnt village. So where Otsudo was and hold him, he burnt down the village cuz they took responsibility. Damn. We see Momo crying, we see Shinobu crying. My wife was among them says Kinemon Let us do this lord Momonosuke would you command us to flee and no further shame and then Momo says then what happens to me says we want you to live my liege find lady hiori and no you cannot do this to me your lord father started out alone too If we hadn't come across Lord Odin, we would never have been proper samurai. We were all untested youth. So we see everybody. We see Raizo, uh, Kawamatsu, Kinemon, Ashura Doji, Kiku, um, Kanjiro, Inorashi... And then page 16, it says, which is why to the very last moment we wish to be Lord Odin's samurai. And we see Shinobu holding back Momo, crying. He doesn't want them to leave him. But they're all going to go forth anyways on that boat. They're, they're going to do this whether we we have the support or not. Listen up, people our centuries of isolation are deeply tied to the Kozuki's existence but eventually the time will come so we see Odin we're getting a flashback y'all flashback incoming oh shit so uh it's starting to turn black it's 39 years ago in the flower capital and just to make a little note guys I had read that has made a mistake here and so there's a correction it's not 39 years ago it's actually 41 years ago so keep that in mind which means that i think this is before the god valley incident so yeah so it says the world will begin to shift and before it does you must open Wano's borders So here we go. We see the flower capital 41 years ago. Hide your daughters. Hide your wives. Close up your shops. Hide your livestock. Hurry. He's coming. Clack, clack, clunk, clack, clunk, clack. So we see a little music tone. So there's a little bit of music going. We see some feet. And in the capital, one man was the talk of the town. Kazuki Odin has returned. We see the back silhouette of Odin. Here we go. This is the flashback, guys. Uh, I feel like I'm being crushed to death. It's too cramped. Says so we must have. Well, he must have failed at sailing off again. Why don't you die already? Next, and that's the end of the chapter, guys. Woo. So, quick note right here at the end when he says it's too cramped, I uh, I noticed that that was the um, that was the phrase that Odin has was known to say. So if you go back to chapter nine twenty, when Kinnaman uh, and the rest of everybody, everybody they all meet up at the ruins of the Odin Castle. And he tells them the story of Odin. Even though we don't, as a reader, won't, don't get to hear it. We get to see everyone's reactions. So everybody knows this flashback that we're about to see. Everybody knows it. And they've reacted. They know the history of Odin. And uh, during this explanation, Odin, I mean, uh, Kinemon says, where is it? Um, let's see if I can find the page. I'm, I'm looking through it. So... Not here. Not here. Um, trying to find it. No, not page ten. Where was it? But yeah, he said that Odin. Oh, that Odin loved to say it's too cramped. Let me see. Let me go to the beginning. Yeah, 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 here we go. Page 4 where we see Zoro. So he's explaining, he's saying, you know, how how Odin created Paradise Farm and he was the Daimyo of kurdi at age 20, etc., etc. And then he says they dug out a river built a dock and connected to other towns and people lord odin loved to say it's too cramped so i, I read that earlier because i was the other day i just i, I felt like i because um in the anime we're close to this to this um, to this part we're close to the part where um kinemon tells the story of odin should be maybe like four or five episodes now and so I was just kind of reading through the chapters to, to anticipate what was gonna be coming in the anime, and I read that part and I I not I remembered it. And right now, when the flashback starts, in you know the latest chapter, we see Odin say, Ugh, "I feel like I'm being crushed to death. It's too cramped." So that's that seems to be important. Um, a very like a catchphrase of him. He feels like it's too cramped, so maybe he wants to spread out and you know expand. Uh, Wano and so this is the flower capital and like during the flashback it says that he he built canals and and bridges and roads and all that stuff so he's probably the one that connected the flower capital to all the other regions and he made Wano what it was anyway so we're about to get the flashback so I'm going to get into the review so let me go to the beginning of the chapter let's go through it so uh you know we're two a couple days behind and uh kinemon's telling everybody so here is when you know this the trader I think has to be here uh because this is when we find out all the information about like lord like that Hiyori is still alive that we have 4200 people um that the sunny is parked on the coast and and all the ships where everything's at so this is where the meeting spot is everyone's connecting everyone's communicating and um somehow orochi finds out about all this and so i think the traitor is here somewhere so there's my suspicions are of course usopp's toad that thing has been there the whole damn time y'all like he's been watching listening all this shit so there's Usopp's toad, then um, you know my suspicion is Yomo, that mink, that bastard mink. He's the only one in freaking Zoe that didn't fight. If you go back and read the, through the chapters, you know every mink, even the kids, fought Jack and his army. You know the, everybody were fighters. That's what they said. They're they're natural born fighters. The minks, everybody can fight, and. But lo and fucking behold, that fool was clean, spotless, not injured at all. Just straight chilling. Nami was sleeping on him after the battle and all this stuff. And and he just seems a little suspicious to me. He's been here, you know, as we can see on page four. He's right there in the middle, like literally in the middle of the whole page. Right there, real small, black face with the white. And uh, yeah, so he's there. He's probably my number one candidate um but yeah it was still suspicious hard to you know because if we do know that the traitor also is the one that led jack to zoe because jack had a viva card to zoe so to me that means it must be a mink to me that let low key crosses out uh usopp's toad i just like saying usopp's toad because it's funny because there's a little gag going on but yeah my my number one is yomo the mink and he's been listening and there all along he's been with uh the other minks and wanda and them anyways so then uh yeah so there's the ships i want to i think um it's interesting to note that a couple of chapters ago when frankie said build enough ships for a hundred thousand men right you know he was exaggerating but the whole point is that he's overachieving here he's making more ships than necessary and i think think that is key here because when orochi destroys the itachi port maybe those are the ships that were left behind just in case and maybe the real ships frankie and them they took them um maybe so i don't know that's just a theory just a thought then um and then we see luffy brook and chopper with their armor and all that stuff so we know obviously we know nothing's really gone wrong you know with with the way we know stories get told there's always like oh snub something happened but it turns out oh switch nope actually we're good you know nothing's going to happen to the, the good guys but that that's what that's what makes this storytelling really great because you know, when you watch a movie, like a superhero movie or something like that, you know the good guy is not going to die in the movie. You know he's going to win. Like you, When you go see a movie, you already basically know the outcome. There's a good guy. There's a villain. The good guy is going to beat the villain. So the whole point of watching the movie, though, is what you want to see what happens. You want to see how he overcomes the adversity. You want to see the how, right? And so Oda's doing that just now. You know, we are seeing them getting... We're seeing the how, and that's what's intriguing. Like it looks like everything is against us. There's Kaido; nobody's beating him. He's the strongest creature in the world. You know, um, he can't even kill himself. And then, you know, the numbers: there's thirty thousand versus four thousand. Um, you know, Luffy already got destroyed by Kaido. So, how the hell are we gonna beat Kaido? You know, all this, all these things against us, but how are we gonna? We know we're gonna overcome it, but how? right and we see and now we see in the present that everything's been destroyed nobody's meeting at the promised port you know it seems like everything is going wrong so how the fuck are we gonna do this right so we see some banter between sanji and Zoro. that's cool it doesn't seem like there's really any ill will with Zoro and sanji with sanji leaving the crew um to join big mom and as i said earlier Zoro knows Big Mom's here, so it's not like he's blaming Sanji for that. I didn't see anything like that. Uh, it may come up in the future, maybe if Big Mom's becomes an issue, and Zoro is like, "Ah, oh, if this wouldn't be, this wouldn't be happening. If it wasn't for you, Sanji. You know what I mean? Like, that could happen. I can see that happening. But as we, as far as we know, uh, a lot of people thought that once Sanji and Zoro. F- See each other that Zoro was not gonna accept Sanji coming back, just like he didn't accept Usopp coming back. Um, he wanted him to apologize and all that, and uh, and as far as we know, Zoro's cool with Sanji being back. You know, he left the crew and now he's back, so no issue here. So anyways another interesting note i feel like this is something maybe some people are are just glancing over but robin said that orochi said it's winter at the entrance to onigashima and then shishilian a a piece of a quote here that i find really interesting is that he says what do you mean entrance so yeah what does she mean entrance to onigashima what does that mean like and it's winter is it is that to be taken literal like at the entrance right when you get there it's winter um or maybe it's code for something um who knows but anyways they're not worried about the climate just they just want clear skies so they can go so long and then we hear luffy talk about Jinbei. so that's another important thing i feel like that's very key here uh jimbe is gonna show up really soon i would say within the next 10 chapters i'm just gonna predict that so by for sure by Nine seventy, um Jinbei will be in the story that's my prediction i did uh if you guys listen to the one piece podcast um i'm gonna check it right now and read it but they do questions um one piece you know um what is it called uh piece the to, piece together where they take questions from fans and answer it well a couple months back when wano first started what they like to do is they like to predict um uh where is it No, they like to predict you like where arcs will end right um and they say right when the arc starts they're like okay so uh where um what chapter do you think the will and etc etc but i decided to add one of the questions was it one year ago let me look through it so let me look 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 so one piece nope nope no nope. piece together here we go no no let me see so, I basically asked about Jimbe. So, let me go back to it. So, here I'm talking about Kawamatsu, Nope. Nope. Yeah, here we go. So and piece together for episode 562 this is my question i said hey guys after watching last night's episode and seeing Jinbei for the last time i can't help but think when he will show up in wano it's been 34 chapters since he was left at totaland and i'm thinking we can play a game to see who can guess which chapter Jinbei will show up just like the arc ending predictions so the closest without going over when do you think he will show up i want to say around nine fifty. what do you guys think also if you guys have done your arc ending predictions yet i would predict wano to end around 1020 so these are my predictions way back seven months ago guys so right now we're in chapter 959 and i said about 950 so i feel like i'm around you know it could be 960 it could be next chapter it could be a couple chapters for now so without going over i haven't gone over um so i think it's really soon i uh, my predictions seem to be have been spot on about well not spot on but around the same right so 950 and i do still think wano will end around t- 1020 could go a little longer like i said without going over so i kind of lowballed it you know i don't want to go like 1050 and it ends at like 1040 you know so i said 1020 but yeah so but for Jimbei without going over i say 950 so it looks like we're going around that route so Jinbei could be coming back and a lot of people are questioning what happened you know there must there, there should be consequences right you know Jinbei staying behind and big mom showed up it was the vince smokes the fishmen pirates and Jinbei stay behind to protect uh the straw hats and help them escape right and we know big mom is here so Big Mom hasn't said anything. She seem I would think she seems satisfied for what she did to Jimbe. You know, she wouldn't want that disgrace. I like just let him off the hook, right? You know how to let him escape. So a lot of people have predicted that he is now a homie, that his soul has been transferred into a homie. And that's gonna be that'd be interesting to find out. But we'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see real soon what happened with Jinbei. Luffy seems to believe he's alive. He says he'll come. And uh, he is on the crew now. So that's interesting. But yeah, so we see, you know, the Okobori town. So, oh, let me, let's me let talk about Ushimitsu Kozo. So, yes, this is another just throwaway, throwaway line. It's literally one panel at the top of Ebisu town. We don't get any more talk of it. Just one hint of it. And so this is very key. Oda would not put this in here if it wasn't important. So Ushimitsu Kozo came by. And Ebisu Town. Not Okubo Town. Ebisu Town. It's outside the flower capital. But he also says they haven't heard any thefts in the capital. So. Theory time guys. Remember a couple chapters ago. Or was it last chapter? But when Orochi and then them we're getting ready for the fire festival and all that stuff. He said that Kyoshiro is staying back at the flower capital and they're all saying oh it six for him or whatever a lot so Kyoshiro ha- has been mia missing in all the chapters for a long time now since the last time was when yasui died right and then zoro had a confrontation with him and he was strong he's the one that was you know the keeper of kumurasaki and he seemed to say good things about like his family and doing things for your family and making sure you stick up with for them no matter what and uh he's been like a weird character like kind of a a gray gray character like where do his true loyalties lie some people think he's good some people think he's bad i now wanted to say that he is ushimitsu kozo kiyoshiro is the one that hiyori has been um close to him because maybe he's denjiro we we still don't know anything about denjiro you know he's the other nine the other akazaya member that nothing we've heard nothing about we don't know even know if he's dead we don't know where if he's alive we haven't heard anything about this guy and he's gonna show up in act three for sure in my opinion we're gonna find out what happened with him and kiyoshiro is very interesting maybe it's weird though because has anybody seen him from the um the akazaya nine like the only people who have seen Kyoshiro are like Straw Hats, right? So they wouldn't recognize him, right? But if maybe if Kinemon seen him, maybe he'd recognize him. Or maybe um, Ashura Doji or or Inarashi, and maybe one of them would have recognized him. Or Momonosuke. Uh, maybe Hiyori was too small to recognize him. I don't know, but Hiyori was with Kawamatsu. And then she left, and she became Komurasaki, the Oiran. And, uh, <clears throat> and then she was under Kiyoshiro. So maybe Kiyoshiro knew who Hiyori was, and changed her identity to be Komurasaki to protect her. And maybe he's the one who's Ushimitsukozo, who's been under in in this in the in the shadows, you know, keeping, making sure the people of like Ebisu Town and a lot of stuff have been getting you know the the money they need for food and stuff like that maybe he's he is one of orochi's tr- most trusted you know uh advisors he's the yakuza boss now you know after Hio is gone so but yeah so Hio knows about kyoshiro right but would he know that he is one of the akazaya nine it's a good question but the fact that ushimichu kozo the witching hour boy is still around is very important here guys don't let that slip by and uh yeah so there's that we do know that Hiori is hiding somewhere right she said when she said she left she didn't want to meet her brother before the battle that would just leave to emotions and all this stuff so she's she's apparently safe right but orochi the last time you know the last chapter i think um he knows that she's alive and he told them to find her right but there's also law lurking in the back right where's law where's law and beppo and shachi and penguin where are they you know we didn't get anything about them yet and you know a lot of explosions and bombs and all this stuff going on maybe maybe Whoo! i just had a theory what if law did the room and then the shambles he switched um the sunny before it got blown up i don't know but that that seems too out there because it happened like really quick he'd have to have been there timing it perfectly to time it right when they dropped the bomb switch and then you know real quick but i wouldn't put it past oda he did that he pulled that bullshit in whole cake island with the with um you know, the the ship of the fishmen Pirates and all that shit. So, that was weird. Anyways. So, yeah. So, we get to see, we see the Sunny get blown up. Apparently. I don't believe that at all. Uh, you know, maybe maybe it did get blown up, but it didn't do much damage because of the Atomwood uh, that Frankie used to build it. But there's no way that it got destroyed. No way. Maybe injured at best. But... Yeah, so that doesn't mean anything to me. So they blowing up the bridges. That's important. Um, Orochi, you know, he, he he's being pretty smart here. You know, you can't really put anything past Orochi here. He has been suspicious of the Akazaya 9 coming back this whole time. It's not like he was caught off guard. He has believed this for 20 years. Been saying it. People laugh at him, but he hasn't given up. He, he has intel that they're back he's blowing up the right places all that stuff but keep in mind if you go to page 13 you see the map of U- Wano. we see places that were not blown up and get this guys so you know how all the bridges to the flower capital are free and like from kuri to udon is is free i mean kuri to not udon kuri udon is blown up but kuri to kibi is free kibi to the flower capital is free and the flower capital to udon and the flower capital to hakamai and ringo the flower capital all that is free you know the ones connecting it is the flower capital and guess who's in charge of the flower capital Kyoshiro. maybe this is the time that Kyoshiro reveals himself to be denjiro and helps out the alliance and says y'all can come through the flower capital now that orochi is gone i got this i'm in charge we taking over wano so maybe wano is about to be taken over because Kyoshiro and the alliance are now going to take over and head over but maybe you know they're a little late they have to wait but yeah so you know a lot of things swirl into my head guys um so we see you know basically now we're at the at present time at the tokage port and akazaya 9 are gonna go you know on the stormy the stormy seas to onigashima on the little boat and we see momonosuke and shinobu stay back so that's key so it seems like shinobu is going to be in charge of momonosuke he tell they tell him to find lady Hiori, right that he doesn't know exactly where she is but we got to find her and shinobu is is staying with him a lot of people are suspicious of shinobu um she's ex oniwabanshu so that's interesting um We'll see. But then now we're getting the flashback. So we're starting the flashback by him saying, listen up, people. Our centuries of isolation are deeply tied to to the Kozuki clan's existence. But eventually the time will come. The world will begin to shift. And before it does, you must open Wano's borders. So theory time. Centuries of isolation. And what do we know about the Kozuki clan? You know, back in Zo remember when uh, Inorashi, Nakamushi, Kenemon, Kanjiro, Raizo, and Momonosuke were all talking. And there was the red poneglyph, the rolled poneglyph. And we're all talking. And what did they reveal about the Kuzui clan? That they're the ones who made and carved out the poneglyphs. They're the ones with the sea prism. The sea prism stone. You know, the, the mysterious stone that eminence, the sea's ig- presence and all that stuff, the magic behind that. The Kuzuki, they're the only ones who can carve through the poneglyph. They made the ponyglyph, so they know about the void century. They're the ones who made all that. Does so The Kuzuki clan know about the freaking void century. Centuries of isolation are deeply tied to the Kuzuki clan's existence. So the Kuzuki clan exists. And they isolated Wano for a reason. What's in Wano, guys? Something's in Wano. The Obviously, the road poneglyph that we know that Kaido has. But maybe there's more. Maybe there's secrets to the void century. Another poneglyph that is not a road poneglyph, but a regular poneglyph. And remember, I think, I think when Robin was sneaking around... Sh- she found out that there was more than one Poneglyph here. You would think right? You know this is Wano where the originators of the Poneglyphs exist. There's got to be something around you know that has to do with it and Odin knows about it and he says before the world, the world will begin to shift and before it does we must open Wano's borders. There's got to be a reason for Wano's borders to be open. Maybe people got to be able to come here and see for themselves the Existence of the Poneglyphs. It's going to be opened up. The world is going to get turned upside down and it's going to be revealed about the Poneglyphs. The world is going to know about the Poneglyphs and the Kozuki clan and the open borders of Wano is going to be important in moving the story forward and leading into the final act of One Piece. And here we go. 41 years ago, this is going to be the big flashback, guys. If not for maybe the Roger one later on, maybe there'll be a flashback of exactly what happened with Roger and and Raphael and, and all that stuff. But this one is important. Kozuki Odin has returned. And we're gonna finally probably get his reveal next chapter. No break, so that's gonna be cool. So we see we see him with his two swords. We see his little freaking tie, like the samurai tie thing around him, so He's probably the Yakuza... I mean, not not Yakuza. The uh, Yokozuna. The best sumo, whatever. We see him, so... Should be interesting. And he says it's too cramped. So, this is where we end it. And uh, that's where I'm probably going to end this review. And uh, lead the thinking to you guys. What do you guys think? Um, Should be very, very interesting. This chapter opens up a lot of questions for me a lot of theories for me i'm gonna later on i do want to to have like a a separate uh podcast episode about the act three and everything we know so far and uh maybe theories about what will happen and the ramifications and the repercussions and consequences and all that stuff so yeah keep me he, keep me to my word though guys because i will feel more pressure to do it if i have listeners you know if you are listening right now please comment message me say i love the podcast you know please do the third act um prediction video i mean a uh, podcast you said like let me know you're listening um and then you know and then i'll do more and look at like obviously I will feel motivated to do more of these if I know you guys are listening. Otherwise, I'm just doing this for myself. And that's fine. I'll do it for myself. I have been so far. and But the thing is, is I do it at my own pace right now. But if I feel pressure from you guys till you guys want it, I'll do it more. I'll do it. And uh, I'll feel I'll be happy to. Um, but as for now, I'm just doing it at my own pace when I want and the things on um, what I want to do. But yeah anyways i'm gonna end the review here i i do have the anime recap coming up next so stay tuned to that i have the two episodes episodes 906 and 907 i believe yeah let me go check real quick uh, my light la- my latest episode of one piece and uh if i reviewed yeah i reviewed anime episodes 904 and 905 in the latest one and this one i'm going to be doing 906 907 i watched those today 907 being the romance dawn episode that was pretty cool interesting i love the animation but let me you know what let me just get into it the next section so uh yeah so let's just get into the next segment yo guys here we are with the anime review of episodes 906 and 907 of the one piece anime so i watched it this week uh you know 906 was for last week 907 was this week and 906 was um let me get into it uh where where can i see um fuck it it's where um so after 905, it was that was when Luffy defeated Holdem with his boss ass Red Hawk attack, and that shit was straight flames, literally. Um, and then now 906 is the repercussions of that. So we see um, after that, Luffy you know grabs Tama and he's protecting her basically from the rest of the village, and they gotta get the fuck out of there. They know that now that Holdem is defeated. Uh, jack is going to be notified and that uh, they want to get the fuck out of there by the time he arrives but we do also have that that carriage of uh, from the the food uh, from the paradise farm that he that luffy told zoro to get so zoro is on that you know that carriage with uh the komachio the the freaking dog lion thing uh that tama has so they're taking that and they're going to take that to the poor village outside of the um outside of the town in okobore town i think it's, it is and then uh yeah so kiku's there they're they're fighting and they're, they're going through it and then there's also speed so the headliner speed she's the one that carried it there so she's there and she's like what the hell's going on and then uh freaking after you know protecting tama then uh they go and uh he jumps on speed's back and uh it's pretty in pretty funny uh moment like he jumps on her and then there's like a total like boob shot of him like grabbing her 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 waist and then her boobs all bouncing whatever and, he, and she's just like uh oh, like all weird um but it's funny i thought it was pretty funny and uh and he just jumps on her like a horse because he's seen like her her horse part, but he didn't see the human part in the front. And he's just like, "Oh, look, a horse or whatever." And he jumps on her, and then they got a ride, gonna get the fuck out of there. And uh, a little difference here from the anime and the manga. In the manga, uh, I believe. Let me double check, but I believe Tama used her kibidango, and she just kind of just shoved it in her mouth, and she didn't really like give it to her and ask her. It was just like, here the fuck you go Uh, let me check So, um It's chapter 918 Yes, yes, yes Yeah, so it says Uh, millet dumpling And then it says, now control the horse And it says, huh, I can't It's never worked on a person And so she just kind of like Puts it in her mouth She's like, huh? She's like, that looks good and chomp she, she eats it like nothing and then she's like Nee-hee, where two master so yeah in the anime it was like a little back and forth of like her offering it to her and speed's like hmm no like um i don't want to and then she's like here it's good and she's like i guess it looks good and so she just kind of like willingly eats it. So that that's that's interesting to note since she's part supposed to be part of the Beast Pirates. So why would she willingly eat something from the enemy? But, you know, hey it is what it is. So she eats it and then says so she says I, I it's never worked on a person and so because she had the smile devil fruit, I guess it worked on her since she's part animal. So so now she calls her master. So um speed is calling otama mastered now they're going and going and then uh so they're going now he's calling her horse selena so that's funny he always has nicknames for them and so she's going and then uh she so she's only tama's servant you know that's tama's devil fruit power and so she doesn't listen to luffy she only listens to tama and so yeah so they go they leave um and then it was a like cute moment that otama she's all saying aniki like aniki and she's saying you know that back then when luffy defeated Holdem, that he looked just like ace but you know luffy doesn't acknowledge that he doesn't he didn't hear her say that and he's like huh what'd you say and she's like oh nothing and so she just hugs him and she's just like oh sweet but you know eventually down the line you know luffy's gotta tell Tama that yo ace is my brother bro but he for on purpose for some reason he hasn't mentioned he has any connection to ace even though tama is really close to ace luffy doesn't feel like bringing it up he just said that he's dead and that's it so then we have the showdown between law and hawkins i don't know what the fuck law was thinking wearing that mask it's not like he hit anything else he still was carrying his sword he had the tattoos and he literally had like his jolly roger showing so it's like well duh and then he used his ability room like bruh hawkins knows about your ability so he uses room and so he's all worried about the plan being ruined but bruh he ain't doing much to freaking hide your identity anyway so he uses the room and then he attacks and then um it's interesting because uh hawkins doesn't even seem to want like dodge attacks like he just he was perfectly fine with using his uh ability to let his subordinates get uh sliced up so he uses that and then um eventually uh hawkins uses his own power to take off the the hat or the helmet or whatever a vlog reveals his re- reveals who he is and it's just like well duh but then, uh lost does like a huge slice of all the, uh, of all the, crew members of Hawkins, and they're fighting, and then, and then he's also saying like, a little note. He's like, murder isn't my style because I am a doctor. But I find that interesting since he was like, the surgeon of death, and he was the one that in order to get, the warlord position, he presented like a hundred like hearts or something like that. So. I don't know. I don't know what that's about, but anyways, so Hawkins welcomes him to Wano, and then he's just like remembering about Sabondi, and then he knows about his alliance with Luffy and all that stuff, but but then they overhear that uh Master Hodum got defeated and they're gonna report it to Jack and Law's like, What the fuck? those it is like the worst possible outcome so he's getting frustrated and mad with the straw hats for like not sticking to the plan they're supposed to stay incognito and stay undercover and all this shit and now it's just worst case scenario because he's like well at least they didn't defeat Hold'em and then master holdem's been defeated like that like wow of all things right so then Zoro comes through with the big ass fucking, you know, carriage full of food. And he's just like, Come on, excuse me, coming through, we're in a hurry. And then Law's like, What the fuck? And he's like he's like, You and he's like, Oh hey, tra- traffic. Like, all nonchalant. And then uh, yeah, so and then uh then on the ride with Luffy and Tama uh luffy just all of a sudden is like oh hey i I have to leave real quick Uh, there's something important i gotta take care of and so he leaves and i remember watching the episode like what the what, what did he leave for i didn't remember him leaving you know i just remember um him being with tama and then all of a sudden he's not so i went back to the manga chapter and uh yeah he just like one minute he's with tama and next minute he's just like gone and uh i'm I'm uh you know to stick with just like the anime you know portion of it i'm not gonna reveal what happens next but those are the manga readers you guys should know that you know where he goes next so you can look on it. It's, you know chapter 918 but anyway so uh yeah there's that and then i think that's it that's where the episode ends with the uh the food carriage being taken it's about to be taken to the okabori town and we're yeah so yeah and that's the end of episode 906 it was it was okay uh it was pretty good i like the the law and hawkins fight and then you know the little the cute moment between tama and luffy was cute the whole horse thing was pretty funny and uh yeah so we're moving the story along um should be picking up from here uh act one should be ending pretty soon probably within 10 episodes i want to say um yeah so then episode 907 was the romance dawn so that that's an interesting one i watched that with my daughter uh it was hard to kind of explain what that was you know she's only five so she doesn't really understand what like a Uh, a pilot is for like a uh, an episode it's it's hard to say what like a rough draft or a beta is to explain to a five-year-old but i try to explain it to her in the way that like you know like when you first start something i was trying to explain because she's like she likes to draw and color and stuff so i was trying to tell her like you know when you draw something and then you like mess up or you kind of like you say like oh no i i want to do it this i want to redo this i want to do it over again and so you kind of like forget that one and you do it again and this time you do it better i was trying to explain like that's kind of like what oda did like he did he did one version and then he's like you know what i'm gonna do it different next time and so he did the different that's when we're watching now you know the first episode with shanks and all that stuff but uh yeah so um So, yeah, I explained it that way and she kind of understood it. But anyways, um, so we're watching that and it was pretty interesting because, you know, it starts off with Luffy. He doesn't have the little scar under his eye and it just starts off on the boat and uh, he's just chilling there. And then he talks about and one one thing that's very starkly different in this uh, this version versus the version we know is that he talks about main pirates versus morganeer pirates and he talks about how peacemane pirates are are pirates who you know are adventurers and they're nice and all that stuff and then there's morganeers who are there to plunder and steal treasure and they're the bad ones right basically the bad pirates versus good pirates and that's like a very prominent theme in this version and I, I like to think that in his revised version, the one we know of now, even though there's no mention of Peace mains and no mention of Morganeers, that I still think he likes to keep this concept going of the fact that there's good pirates and there's bad pirates. And he doesn't really name them. He just likes the audience to just identify them. And the, the best probably example of each is pirate. I mean, is that Luffy is a main pirate, obviously. And Blackbeard is like the morganeer pirate. These are like the extremes. And so we have the two antagonistic pirates against each other. We have Luffy and his pirates, the good pirates. Always like liberating countries, liberating people and helping out and fighting bad guys and bad pirates like Crocodile and Arlong and, um, you know, stuff like that. So um there's always the bad pirates and the good pirates and like i said that was more prominent in the romance dawn version right now and uh there was it's it's basically about the the what's his name uh i want to say seal s-i-e-l-e or something like that the 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 six horn dude the bad guy he looked weird he like luffy was making fun of him and he, he's still luffy the same luffy the same carefree like i don't give a fuck i'm gonna say whatever i want it would be like you know not be able to read the room and he doesn't care about anybody being like supposedly strong and then there's there's the character Anne. um i guess she's like the prototype version of nami she has blue hair here but i think it's the same voice and kind of like same uh like body structure like same kind of character but in this version it seemed like she was more competent as a fighter you know she had a sword there was a there was a a scene where she had a one-on-one battle with one of the pirates and she had a sword and she kind of she basically beat him and she's like oh you underestimating me because i'm a woman and so you know she was more of a fighter in this one and she had and the whole point of this episode was that she had uh her best friend which was uh uh Ruku. It was a Ruku bird named Balloon. And a Ruku bird is like the last one of its kind. It's a mythical creature. And it has like special blood and all this stuff. And, uh, yeah. And the whole point is that, um, Luffy's chilling. And then the bird falls. And it gets captured. And Luffy's like. Gets, gets taken with them. And the bad pirates take this Ruku bird, lock it up, and then Luffy gets locked up, and this Ann chick, she's locked up. But she tells Luffy that like this uh, Ruku bird uh, balloon is like her best friend, like her. They grew up together. They took naps together. They did adventures together, and like it's just she's the most important friend to her, and like that's her treasure. She would say, and Luffy you know explains how the hat is his treasure, and then we have a little flashback. And uh, I was watching this episode with Uzumaki Khan, you know, on YouTube as he does his watch his uh watch throughs or whatever, like his reaction video. And he was busting up laughing at the flashback part because instead of Shanks being the pirate, guess who's the pirate this time? Motherfucking Luffy's grandpa Garp. <laughs> so he looks slightly different but it's totally garp guys and he's a pirate he's a peacemane he's the one that inspires luffy to become a peacemane at first luffy's like i don't want to be a pirate he's all being like "Mm," you know like like petty and just like "Mm, i don't want to and grumpy and stuff and uh grandpa like garp is all like saying how he's like it's good to be a pirate (laughs) it's like it's Uzumaki Khan was laughing because he's like what the fuck because you know the garp we know today is like marines and totally like anti-pirate and he's like no don't be a pirate but in this one it's like pirate it's good to be a pirate and he's wearing the straw hat and uh and he's all talking to Luffy about like oh yeah like you know there's we got a good haul this time he's telling him about like he's showing him he's like oh look check this out it's a it's a mystical fruit like these are this thing we'll get a lot of money for this and as he's holding it and explaining it to him luffy takes a big ass bite and he's just like yucky and then like like i found this part like to happen really quickly like uh maybe this is why it was scrapped in the first place but it went from like he was saying i don't want to be a pirate and all this stuff to like grandpa explaining like about the fruit and then he eats the fruit and then now luffy's freaking crying saying i was lying i did want to be a pirate and he just found out that he can't swim i just feel like this part was very like condensed and i feel like maybe this could have been like a two-part episode instead of one episode they could have stretched this out and explained it more and like and made this whole this feel more impactful maybe it could have ended with him eating the fruit and then later on like him like contemplating and like maybe there'd be more time between eating the fruit and him saying i don't want to be a pirate to him just immediately apologizing and saying i was lying i do want to be a pirate it just felt weird for me um like the emotions were too real and serious i didn't really get that like maybe show a little bit more hint that he wanted to be a pirate to us as the audience but he, that he was lying um i don't know anyways but yeah so he finds out he can't swim now but um his grandpa was just like yeah like that's fine it's okay that you can't swim or whatever you know maybe one day you could be a good pirate and then like he beats him or he beats him and he he says uh he's like you're underestimating the sea and he's just saying like it's not like ponds or rivers or anything like a sea is the monster so you know is he explaining that the ocean like this is big vast like something not to be underestimated you know take it seriously and luffy's just like i got this whatever and then he he fights back with his grandpa and it's just it's pretty funny like back and forth going right there but then that's when the flashback ends And then um, that's when he tells Anne uh, about his, how he ate the gum gum fruit and they're trapped in the cage and then he just like, he escapes because, you know, he can stretch and he says like, oh yeah, the key was just over there. And she's like, what the heck, what do you mean? He's like, I I ate the the gum gum fruit, you know, I got kind of like powers. And so um, they escape, they get out of there and then they go up and then uh and asks luffy to help him and he's just like nah he's like he doesn't really care he just wants to find a boat and leave and just get out of here and she's like i need help to to get my bird back whatever and uh oh yeah i forgot to mention like throughout this like when when luffy first seen the bird like it's like weird looking bird so he didn't know what it was he's like what is this like an ostrich a bird like a panda because it has the black and white like a face like a panda <laughs> and so he asks Anne. he's like oh that, that panda He's like what the heck it's not a panda and then the second time he's like oh you, what what's the deal with your ostrich and she's like what the, it's not an ostrich and then like all this stuff he keeps calling it the wrong name but it was pretty funny anyways so he he he's going he's down on under deck you know trying to find a boat trying to find stuff while ann goes up and tries to get her bird free she's all sneaking or whatever and they're all taking a nap for some reason and then but the the captain the main bad guy dude he's awake and shit and he's uh and he ends up like throwing a, a sword down at her and like, he's the one that makes them fight one-on-one and then uh and then this part is like where he like promises to that that if she wins that he'll let her free the bird but then like she wins and so she's like expecting him to keep the promise but then him being not a good pirate he's like what the heck pirates don't keep their promises and so i feel like that was a pretty important theme right there to try to establish that like you know there's as far as like the assumption goes that pirates are bad people that don't trust them they don't keep their promises all that stuff but then you got luffy who's a peace peacemane who's trying to like break that stereotype and while all this is going on and and gets shot um luffy comes up and he's got like treasure and stuff and he's like what the heck what's going on and then uh he's all talking to her and she's just like kind of mad and then and then the the bad guy dude like goes to like try to shoot again and uh then luffy just kind of like takes it on and it was like shocked. but then that's when his powers get revealed and he shoots it back and he's all saying how he's a rubber man and and then the dude tries to get a hammer like his his powers like i guess the devil fruit he has is like it's weird it's like it's kind of like it reminds me of if you guys watch my hero academia um that one girl let me try to figure out what her name is let me see um it's the girl that can create materials. But you guys probably know, but My Hero Academia. Um, Yo. Yoko, Yokoyama? No, no, no. Not her. Not him. Um, female student. Let's, let me see. So she's one of the females. Oh, yeah. yeah here we go. Here we go uh i missed it yo 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 Rizu. momo momo yo yo Rizu. so her she has the powers to like using her body she can create materials of anything and but this dude like he could do that but like he can like throw like things and kind of like teleport things and like like uh move things to telepathy and it was like it was like an all-around power thing it was weird But yeah, so he had that and he like created this hammer and he smashed Luffy. He thought he got him that time, but then Luffy just used the balloon to like puff puff up. And everyone's like, What the heck? He's a monster. And then, and then the dude like chickens the fuck out was like, Peace out. He didn't want to fight Luffy and he, he takes the bird and like he pieces the fuck out on his like magic broomstick that he's flying. And he like betrays his crew. He's like tells them not to call him captain anymore. That the, the crew is disbanded. And he destroys the ship. And trying to he's turning on his crew. And like they're like, what the heck? So this dude's a straight up scumbag. And then um he but Luffy falls in the water and he's just like, Oh, I'm gonna die. But then Anne, you know, she swims and saves him, and he's all thankful, crying, like, You saved me! Oh my god, you saved me, thank you. And so Um so that was, that was pretty cool that, that she saved him. And then he, I guess, uses this opportunity to go and save the balloon, the, Anne's bird friend. So he twists up on the, one of the masts and he kind of does a slingshots himself up and he flies. That was a pretty cool shot. And then he goes up there and he lands, like, perfect aim on top of the bird where that dude's flying. And then... He's all freaking out like, "Oh shit, what the fuck?" like and then um Luffy at that point just like he throws his arm back and the animation here, this is one of the best animation I've seen in, from One Piece. But this dude throws his arm back. He's like, "Don't worry, it'll be it'll be here soon." And he's like, "What will we'll be here soon?" He's like, "My right hand." And then the way it kind of like snapped back, like it was all wobbly, I don't know how to say it. like it it wasn't straight. It was like angled and it was like He was just, like, using all his power to, like, pull it back. And then, bam! It was, like, a side shot of him punching the shit out of that dude in the fucking face. That shit was dope and so satisfying. Like, I'm going to watch that clip again. It's probably on YouTube somewhere. But, god damn, that punch was epic. He just blasts that fool. And then, uh, Luffy gets the bird and, um and saves the bird and everything's saved and then that's the end of the episode like at the end he's just like like he saves her and she's just like peace out i'll see you again and he's like yeah you know be safe all that stuff and she's like i hope you become a peace and he's like yeah <coughs> and then it's just like and then several years later like luffy becomes a pirate and on his way to become the pirate king all that stuff and that's the way it ended but it was a pretty good pilot. Um, definitely, like, I like the, the one that we know of today better with Shanks and all that stuff. I liked all that. The way how... I liked Shanks's character. I liked the way the Luffy ate the gum fruit in, this, in that one. And I liked the whole concept of, like, just... It's no big deal. Laugh things off, you know. Like, when people, like, do things to you. As long as you don't hurt my friends. And so, that whole concept of, like, hurting my friends. Um, that you don't let that fly and you stand up for people and the way how luffy was just mad at shanks for not being a man and the house Sh- luffy wanted to fight him and then shanks saves the dude and gets his arm cut off and how he gives him his hat for his treasure because luffy says he wants to be the pirate king and he wants to be a pirate all this stuff i like that this version obviously better but the romance dawn the first one that that was pretty good like Anne's character i like better than nami she can actually fight and uh, she has like a treasure she's working towards like she has her best friend i like balloon the ruku bird i like the they briefly touched on it but i can totally see how the that storyline could go moving forward like the, in the parallel universe i can see him meeting Anne again and i can see that bird being of significance in the future with the blood having magical powers or something like that and uh this whole peace main pirate versus morganeers pirate concept thing and luffy's grandpa being a peace main pirate like all this stuff i can see being um i can see it having a future and i, I liked that so um it's a good it was a good episode the animation was great that's one of the big pluses about it it was a weird animation type but very effective and overall is good so um yeah i watched it with Uzumaki khan Uzumaki khan is back guys i love it and uh he's uploading that fool like i remember when the episode on saturday the episode came out this dude had his episode up that night so this dude's on it um he's back better than ever and i'm glad and so next week we'll be back with wano it should be the with the previews it's about you know them arriving with the food to Oakamborda town and then they talk about you know the Odin castle part so they're gonna go up there to the Odin castle so actually you know probably like th- two three episodes we'll be hearing the Odin flashback not hearing but like Kinemon will be telling the the flashback to the crew and we'll see their reactions and stuff like that. So yeah. Anyways I've gone on long enough. This is a long episode. Um thank you for listening and uh thank you for tuning in to my podcast and i'm gonna get into the ending segment now so uh let's get into that All right guys, that's the end of the podcast episode. And if you guys want to hear more episodes like this in the future, check out my podcast uh at Baker Turtle on all podcasting platforms, on Spotify, on Anchor, on Castbox, you know, check me out just Baker Turtles, two words. Or probably the most effective thing you can do is follow me on Twitter. I'm active there a lot. I do I post a lot of One Piece stuff, and uh, you can catch me there. But um, Baker Turtle Seventeen is where I'm at on Twitter. Check me out there. You can also follow my podcast account on there. It's Baker Turtle Pod. I'm also on Instagram. Um, that I've been doing Inktober of One Piece. So if you want to check out my Inktober drawings about One Piece. Um, check me out on instagram at baker turtle 17 as well i also have my podcast uh account on instagram baker underscore turtle underscore podcast there and you can check me out there and um yeah so go ahead and follow me on twitter uh, baker turtle 17 and if you want to hear specifically one podcast episodes i'm at baker turtle on all podcast podcasting platforms yeah so thanks again for listening to the episode thanks for tuning in if you made it this far i love you you're my mvp you're my number one fan and uh, i love you guys so again as i always say every week you know i haven't gotten any inquiries yet but if you guys want me to add more sections to my podcast and want me to make this longer you want me to add something want me to do anything extra if you have anything of uh you know that you guys would like just let me know get comment you know say something to me and you know i'll I'll go about doing it um i did have a poll up um uh the other day about who people think is the trader i will i will probably talk about that next time because the poll's not ended yet but for the most part most of you guys think it's an other i put up it's is it do you guys think it's kiku shinobu or carrot and other um most people say it's other so they don't think it's one of those three um but i think so far kiku is at like 22 percent and so some people think it's kiku so that it's very interesting because of her connection with the akazaya 9 and she not being one of the original ones as if you guys know about the latest sbs question um oda answered about the flashback and how it didn't look like kiku and he's like right it looked kind of like white beards when Whitebeard's commanders iso so he said that'll be reviewed later so you know we'll this is wait and see about that but anyways so thanks again for listening to the episode um i love you guys and again uh take care many blessings and i will see you guys next week